Hey, Property Insiders, I'm Mike Stenhouse, and this is the Inside Property Investing Podcast. Today, I'm sharing a bonus episode that we released last week on YouTube, looking at seven different tasks you can focus on during this period of isolation and social distancing that will prepare your business for growth once life begins to return to normal. For most of us, our priority is going to be looking after ourselves and our family above all else. But we can also choose to make time to put ourselves and our businesses in the best possible position for the future. Before we jump into these seven ideas, I also want to let you know about some other live videos that we've been hosting and will continue to host throughout the current lockdown period. We're calling it our Landlord's Guide to COVID-19 and we're bringing in some of the top industry experts to help us understand and navigate these scary times as property investors and as landlords. So far, we've dug into the impact on mortgages and bank finance, exploring the situation with payment holidays, ongoing mortgage applications, being stuck on bridging finance or awaiting drawdowns on development finance and much more. We've also looked at tenant and property management during this time, how we should react to maintenance requests, how we can continue to collect any rents due and also help tenants who can't afford to pay and what we can do with vacant rooms and properties with regards to viewings, check-ins, check-outs and all that sort of stuff. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, our next call is likely going to be with a specialist property accountant helping us really understand what help is available to us as investors, landlords and small business owners. We'll be looking at each of the different business support schemes that may help us survive during this time and answering your questions about how these schemes relate directly to your own situation. All of these videos are available to watch on our YouTube channel. Just search for Inside Property Investing on YouTube or follow the link in the show notes. And if you want to subscribe to our channel as well, you'll get notifications each time we're going live over the next few weeks. Let us know what subjects you'd like us to cover, get in touch with the questions that you want answered, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode on seven tasks to focus on whilst social distancing to get your business ready for growth. Hey guys, I hope you're all doing as well as can be expected during these crazy tough times. With so much fear and uncertainty going around, it's difficult to think about next month, never mind next year, but a lot of this is largely out with our control. Obviously, we can take steps to look after our health and minimize risks, and I really hope that that's priority number one for you. But what is within our control is how we prepare our businesses for the future. Because what we need to keep in mind is that someday, whether it's a few weeks from now or months down the line, things will start to return to something at least resembling normality. And knowing that truth means that we can start to plan and prepare for it. For most of us, our priority is going to be looking after ourselves and our family above all else. We'll have new challenges to deal with, trying to keep kids entertained and educated, getting used to working from home, helping out more vulnerable relatives and maybe even neighbours who can't help themselves, and obviously dealing with all of the anxiety and stress that you may already be feeling and will certainly grow as this virus continues to spread. But we can also choose to make time to put ourselves and our businesses in the best possible position for the future. This is probably, hopefully, a once in a lifetime occurrence for us, but if we look for the opportunity in the crisis, it is a break from your normal routine a break from the constant pressure to deliver to your customers, your bosses, your investors, and your tenants. 
So whilst everyone else is slowing down from a work perspective and you feel a release from some of that pressure, we can make a choice to put some of our additional capacity towards tasks that will give us and our businesses the best chance to survive and even thrive when we do get back to business as usual. And whilst we're talking about helping our businesses thrive, whilst you're watching this video, I'd be so grateful if you could help us out a little bit just with a quick like, a thumbs up, follow us and subscribe as well. With that being said, we've put together a list of seven tasks that we think are worth focusing on in your business now, whilst there's some respite from having to work in it. First up, let's talk about long-term goals. It's something we know we should do more often, but equally is often the first thing to get cut from the priority list when time is short. We like to think about our own goals in three to five year chunks, but you might find it more effective to start longer term with a lifetime vision or something that spans maybe 10 or 20 years. Having meaningful goals is so critical to ongoing success in every aspect of your life that if you've neglected this part of your planning for a while, then now is a great time to reset and think about what you want your future life to look like. I'm not gonna go into huge detail here, but I suggest you start with a goal that is your North Star, a non-financial guiding light that will motivate you through the hard work that lies ahead. Once you have that, it can then be broken down into shorter term chunks, working towards that North Star. Everything will stem from that, including financial targets, growth targets, timelines, strategies, and pretty much every part of your business. It should all relate back to helping you achieve your North Star goal. I'm gonna mention this a few times throughout this video, but if you're not aware already, we have a bunch of free resources. Got a bunch of free tools, free guides on our website, including one to help you set specific goals. So I hope you find that useful if you need some more guidance on goal setting. And we'll put a link to that in the notes for this episode. Next, I want you to spend some time thinking about your shorter term plan. Specifically, what should be your number one focus for the next 90 days? What one success will enable you to move forward quicker than any other? Now this will vary hugely depending on what stage your property business is at, where you're at with access to the three critical resources we talk about for investing, time, money, and knowledge, and also what your long-term goals are. But there is a lot of data out there to support 90-day sprints to be the most effective duration for planning work activities. From Rockefeller planning his own business growth this way to Todd Herman's 90-day year success stories, there's a lot of support for this quarterly planning. Most of us set our plans and strategy on an annual basis, but that can be too long-term if we're trying to move quickly to remain relevant. It's also far enough away that we can make excuses and put things off until tomorrow because 12 months gives us plenty of time. We switched our own planning to this 90 day duration recently and the impact has been amazing. 90 days keeps us super focused and allows us to adjust and pivot regularly, but it also gives us enough time to make meaningful progress. It's enough time to source your next deal, find and train your next employee, raise cash for your next project, or whatever else you decide should be your number one priority. Often it'll help having a really clear longer term goal before trying to decide on what your immediate focus should be when life returns to normal. So 
if you're thinking about spending some time mapping out your next 90 days, make sure that you're also really clear on your North Star goal as well, so that one helps you take a step towards the other. If you're more of a doer than a planner, then you might prefer to spend this time getting yourself organized for huge action when the time comes. There is nothing more disruptive to action than mess, whether that's physical mess in your workspace, digital mess in your apps and inbox, or mental mess with all of the ideas and to-do lists floating around in your head. And all of these distractions are easy to overlook when we're running at 100 miles an hour in our day-to-day -day lives. But the reality is they're actually slowing us down. So whilst we're forced to go slow for the next few weeks at least, why not spend some of that time organizing your thoughts, your online spaces, and your physical stuff as well? If you've never really given any thought or been shown how to effectively organize and manage your time, then you can't blame yourself for things being a little bit out of control. But trust me that within a few days, you can completely transform your effectiveness by putting a system in place. And without doubt, the simplest and most effective system for organization and time management is following David Allen's getting things done method. I'll put a link to his book in the show notes as well, which will walk you through it step by step. But at a really high level, it takes every single item in your personal and business life that needs attention and it helps you capture them, get clear on the next steps and organize them based on things like projects and your own priorities. Now, if you haven't been through this process before, it's probably the most impactful change that I've made to the way I work in terms of staying on top of things and remaining organized. So definitely a strong contender for you to focus on for the next few weeks. If your organization isn't terrible, but could do with a bit of a spring clean, then simpler options for the next few weeks would be to clear out your inbox, clear out your paperwork, spend some time in your project or task management software and get that back in order. We use Asana personally, which I swear by, and every so often it makes sense to go in and check that your project category still makes sense, check you haven't missed any tasks, clear out things that aren't important anymore, and check things are still prioritized accurately, assigned to the right people, to reflect your current 90-day goals. Or maybe it's something like your tenant management that needs a bit of TLC. Checking that you've got all of your certificate renewal dates listed somewhere, that none of them have expired, and that they're all actually stored in the right place so that you can access them when you need to. Whatever it is, whatever it might be, in whichever areas of your business, a solid spring clean and reorganization now will put you in a great position to take on more productive work in the future. Once you've organized your work, the next thing I'd be spending some time on is deciding what I can get off my plate forever by automating it. Now, I'm a bit of a geek with this stuff, but I promise you it's actually super easy once you dig into it. And spending a few extra minutes creating automations or workflows now will save you a whole bunch of time in the future. Obviously, and kind of unfortunately, not everything can be automated, but a lot of repetitive tasks can be. If you use software for tenant management, you'll be able to set up late rent reminders rather than having to send an email every time yourself. If you spend time every week or month trying to track your business mileage, an app like MileIQ can do this for you, saving a huge amount of time. And if you want to get a little bit more fancy with it all, there's a website called Zapier or Zapier allows you to automate so many things you might never even have thought of. 
The basic premise is if something happens in one of your applications, like Gmail or Asana or Xero, then do something else, either in the same app or in a different app. And we use it for things like creating a task in Asana whenever a tenant raises a maintenance issue and setting up access details for our service department guests and sending them their check-in details. Knowing these steps are automated means, first of all, that we don't need to spend the time doing it manually, but even better, we don't even need to think about it. It removes that headache and stress from us. Whatever those really dull but essential tasks are, I guarantee there will be a way to make at least some of it easier with a simple automation. So just pick one task you'd love to see less of on your own to-do list. Google will give you an app that can do it for you or a suggestion for something like Zapier to create your own process. If you can't spend this time automating specific tasks, can you spend the time delegating them instead, either to a VA, an employee, or as Victoria likes to do, to me? Delegation allows you to get far more complicated tasks off your plate than automation allows. And whilst it might cost you a little bit more money, you'll be able to get someone on a far lower hourly rate than yours to do it just as well as you can. One of the biggest reasons that we hear for not outsourcing is that you don't have the time to document the process and train someone to do it for you. Well, you've just found yourself a bunch of time over the next few weeks, so we can throw that excuse out the window right now. You know deep down that you need to work on your business rather than in it. If you don't have time to focus on the strategic areas of your business, then your growth will always be stunted. Making the time once to document and train someone to do the lower value tasks is an effort that will pay you back many times over, and you'll start to benefit from the return almost immediately. The best part is it actually doesn't take a huge amount of time. If you're just doing the task now on your own, simply record it. The next time you complete it using some sort of screen capture software, and there you go, you've just created your first training guide. Now we've got a list of over 30 plus, I think, different tasks that can be outsourced from your property business to get your creative juices flowing. So again, I'll make sure that there's a link to that in the notes for this episode. My sixth suggestion is a bit of an unusual one in that it's not something I see getting talked about much in property circles, but it comes from our recent trip to San Diego to Social Media Marketing World where everyone was talking about testing everything, every part of your business. Now this makes sense obviously from a marketing point of view, particularly where we're paying for exposure. We want to make sure that we're getting the biggest return on investment by ensuring things like our imagery, our brand, our message, and our offer really resonate with our customer. But whilst we're all marketing in the property world as well, I see very little in the way of actual testing to try and improve the results that we're getting. One obvious contender that stood out for me was with our property adverts. Our core investment strategy is HMOs and each room we have available is advertised on websites with a series of images, a text advert and all of the key points of information like the price, deposit, the age range of tenants and so on. But to be honest, we don't really do much to test what actually works with our target customer. We could test whether a picture of a bedroom or a picture of a communal space gets more click-throughs. We could test whether a brightly colored bedroom or a neutral one gets more interest. Whether the advert title all in caps attracts more clicks than lowercase. 
We can test hundreds of different things on a single advert and I guarantee that if we actually spent the time to do this and track the impact of each, we could blow the competition out of the water. The same applies to adverts for single lets, for flips, and obviously for serviced accommodation. And we can take it further to test the language we use during viewings, our follow-up sequence to potential tenants, our pricing, interior design choices, and on and on and on. These things are so easy to do, but also so easy not to do. If you want to put the next couple of weeks to good use, I'd suggest that creating a test plan is probably going to be one of the most impactful things that could really shift your success in the future. Not only that, this is great repetitive stuff that you can create a plan for and then outsource to a VA to test for you and track the results of over the next couple of months. And finally, our seventh suggestion for how to spend some of your time over the next few weeks is on educating yourself. Again, it's something we all know we should probably do more of, but never really get around to. I'm not necessarily talking about spending any money here either, but instead, first think about what you actually want to educate yourself on to have the biggest impact on your business. It could be a subject related to something we've been discussing today, like productivity or adding a new app to your processes to make your life easier, a new piece of software or a website. Maybe now is the time to really dig into educating yourself on a new investment area, understanding the local development plan, researching planning history, and researching what type of housing is needed within that local area. Perhaps you want to expand your knowledge on a task related to your 90-day plan, like how to attract investors and raise private finance, or how to hire your first virtual assistant. Maybe you're only just starting to think about property investment, so you want to dig into understanding a specific strategy like single lets or HMOs, or you're more experienced and now's the time to really become an expert on your construction project management methods or costing projects in a more effective and accurate way. Most of this you'll be able to learn through the abundance of YouTube videos, blogs, and podcasts that are already out there. There are plenty of great books that you can dig into to take it a step further, and occasionally you might think it's worth additional investment in a course. But for most of us, we can make significant improvements to our knowledge over the coming weeks with free information that's all around us and it's already out there. In addition to these seven areas to focus on over the weeks that lie ahead, let's also remember to focus on our own health with more exercise and a good diet. If you wanna do more in your business, I can promise you that focusing more on your own physical and mental health first will have a huge impact. And let's also make the time to enjoy our family, relax and unwind, and learn something completely unrelated to your business. It's all about balance. We've got some tough times ahead of us, but that also brings opportunity that we can choose to make the most of. Hopefully, this has given you some ideas for the coming weeks, and perhaps even a slightly more positive outlook on the current situation. If you want more help on any of the tasks that we've discussed today, then check out the show notes for this episode at insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash isolation for book recommendations, podcasts, and downloads. Please take a second to give this video a like, and if you're feeling super generous, We'd love it if you shared it with someone else who might enjoy it as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you again soon.